Good morning, beautiful people. Happy April 9th. Here we go. Starting right off with the reading for today out of our Body, Mind, and Spirit book. Seize the Day by Horace. During active addiction, everything was going to happen tomorrow. We'd give up our addiction, get a good job, make up with our family and friends, call someone to help, Go to that meeting, get a new apartment, become honest and decent and proud, learn a new trade, find a better life tomorrow. For today, we do the same old things in the same old way. Now we know today is all we have. The past is over and tomorrow may never come. All we can count on, all we can control is just one day, today. But what a world is contained in that one day. We could be abstinent for one day. We could be the best person possible for one day. We could be loving and caring and giving for one day. In this one day, we can stop to smell the roses and really see the wonders around us. We can give thanks to our higher power for the beauty in the world. We can reach out to a newcomer and find support with our sponsor. In this one day, we can be all we ever dreamed we'd be. Today, let me be grateful for all I have and be the best me possible. It's funny how these readings were probably written, I don't know how many years ago, and how they can be relative to what's going on in our in our worlds at any moment. And I liked a lot of things about that, you know, talking about today. I know <laughs> I woke up late. It's raining. And right off the rip, my brain goes, oh, it's raining, we can't walk. So does that mean I don't exercise today? And if exercise is part of becoming the best me, do I, I have two choices then, right? I can write it off or I could find another way or we can walk later when it stops raining or I can make plans to go on another bike ride, you know, whatever it is. I have, I have those choices. It's just, we'll see, do I want to be the best me or do I want to procrastinate? one of my defects or you know take the easy way and the other call out I kind of have about it being one day I think taps into the fear surrounding the circumstances right now with with COVID so many people are talking about the future including myself I'm guilty of it I have a a trip planned in June to go to a meditation conference and to see my friends and family. My girlfriend's turning 55 this year and I actually had the trip timed for her birthday week, which hasn't happened since she moved out there. And I'm already thinking about that trip, you know, because some of my other events have been canceled and I shouldn't be worried about that trip yet. I need to worry about today you know getting through my exercise getting through my work getting through my water because I can't control whether or not I'm going to go in June everything that I could control you know requesting my vacation time getting my plane ticket blah 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 all those things they're already done that's what I could control 
I can't control if I can't fly out there or if the conference gets moved. So it, it, it relieves the pressure, I suppose. And again, I have two kind of roads I could go down. I could have a bunch of feelings along the lines of, you know, being anger and frustrated by the situation, being afraid that the trip will get canceled. I, I can have angst, I guess. Or I can table it because that's a tomorrow, essentially. And I can try to be in the best spirit and, and work on the things and do the stuff that's right for me today. So those are my two call outs on that. And I wanted to share with you something I learned in one of the groups I'm in yesterday. I really like this this premise. We had two guest speakers, and one was Pat Flynn, who is the fella I took the class to learn how to podcast. And even though I didn't follow all of his advice as far as editing and some other things, I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't take his class. And during the class, he he tells you he reminds us of things like how many people talk about wanting to have a podcast versus how many people actually do it and he talks us through the fear you know he's like recording that first one he's like once you do it it'll get easier and and honestly I think it took me six weeks <laughs> from the time I decided I was gonna uh, start recording to when I actually did and I really needed to be in the right frame of mind, and I needed to talk myself off of those fears. So anyway, so he was one of the guests, and then there was another fella. His name is Nick, and I don't know his last name, but he has no legs, and he only has one arm that has one finger, and he's a motivational fella. And I feel like I've read something about him. I've heard of him before yesterday, and... um you know, he, he basically shares his story of his choices. You know, he could be, he could, he was suicidal at times. He could have given up given the circumstances, but he chose to go down another road and he bodybuilds and, you know, shares his story and inspiration with people. So he made his choices in that way. And he also shared with us yesterday, he still has some bad days, you know, depending on, what happens, how, like, he told us a story about how he was impacted by what a girl said. A girl was, you know, rude to him and how that triggered all those voices in his head. And it brings me to my next point, the voices in our head. And our homework from this particular thing yesterday was to identify the voice that keeps telling us our lie and... So when I was starting the podcast, maybe the lies were, I can't do it, nobody's going to listen, uh, nobody's going to like me, this isn't going to work, you know, those are the lies. And then figuring out what's really the truth, and obviously the truth is, we're sitting here, and I'm capable of doing whatever I put my mind to, and maybe I didn't know everything, but I can learn. It's, it's interesting to identify those lies and truths. I, I've always felt, it's funny because a lot of people that I've interacted with don't necessarily take this mentality. And 
I'm sure it's a mixed review from whoever's listening, but I've never cared about money per se. I don't, I don't need to have the biggest house or fanciest car or um, eat at the best places, all that stuff. I just never really cared about money in the sense of grandiosity, I guess, or keeping up with the Joneses. So it doesn't drive me the fear of not having money. My belief is, you know, my my lie could be, and, and luckily it really, I don't think it has, but my lie could be, you know, I can't have a good life without money. Or I'm in really big trouble if I lose my job. Well, all of that, in my opinion, are lies. Because if I was capable of having a job and being able to support myself before, I believe I can do it again. I just believe I have to believe. And I also don't believe that it's going to get handed to me. That I, ha- I knew someone who literally wouldn't make choices that would have put them out of the comfort arena of having money. My impression of that was two things. That it was sad that the value he thought was most important was money. And the second thought is why, like I felt bad that he lives under this umbrella of fear that he's not capable of being okay without money. Money doesn't, money doesn't define, it doesn't define me and it doesn't define the kind of life I'm going to have. Now without gambling, obviously there, I have more access to money. Even still, I'm content in my, you know, little apartment and in a kind of city, you know, like I don't need to be in a house. Oh, my God. I hate that whole house thing. That's another whole story. Anyway, that's that's just some of my perspective on lies and our inner lies and our inner truths from what I learned yesterday. So maybe journal about that. Think about that. What's your lie and what's really the truth? And maybe the truth is, what would somebody else say to you? Say to that voice in your head giving you that lie that's dragging you down. And the last thing I learned, which I think I've heard this before too, is if we're practicing and coming from a place of gratitude, then the feelings of sadness and fear can't come through at the same time we're feeling gratitude. So if you want to play with that today too, you know, maybe go try to meditate for a couple minutes and just just be grateful and list things in your head as you're meditating. And, you know, when you're done, reflect back, wow, was I having any angst or was I was I feeling the gratitude? Is it really true what they're saying that I can't be worried or distraught or afraid when I'm in a place of gratitude? I feel like I can think back and it wor- has worked for me. I didn't put two and two together, but um, I, I think it's true. I think I've proven it to myself. Okay, I ran over on time. I hope everybody has a fabulous day. I will be back this evening. And we'll chat on our fun step four stuff. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, you get what you